You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles' personal growth, and strengthen the dating experience. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live where you can connect with us on air. Have a relationship question you want answered? Send us a direct message on Facebook Live or Instagram at Ask the Martins. Or you can visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Now, with that being it, let's go ahead and move into our questioning. So here's the thing. First of all, room rules. Right? Room rules. Let's do room this. rules. Room rules. This is a safe place. People trust us with their information. They trust us with their heart. And we can only do this because we trust you as well. So make sure that this maintains a safe place. And we thank you for keeping it up. Number two is respond with kindness and compassion. Listen, um, it's very, very, very important that you understand that no matter how right you are in one, any particular situation, if your tone is incorrect, then it's not going to be received or it's going to be received wrong. Yes. That's very important. We appreciate you all for doing it. For, but for those who are new, thank you so much for continued interaction that is kind and compassionate. Number three, keep your hearts open and pliable. Listen, correction comes across and sometimes it don't feel too good. It's ouch. Sometimes we're on some people's toes. Don't take it. Charge it to our head, not our heart. We do love you. Receive it. Or just eat the watermelon and spit out the seeds. All right? That's right. Okay, so here we are. Um, we got a ton of questions. So last week we did a, a, a podcast. We did our first covered podcast on married or um, blended families. We did it on blended families, yes. Okay. But there was a lot of, uh, in, in our audience, there was a lot of questions regarding, but what about dating with children? Yes. And, and we got questions in our DMs direct message we got questions on that particular post because we did put up a a small teaser and then we got questions in the poll because we wanted to make sure we was handling each and every one of them or as many as possible Mm -hmm. so we got a lot of questions babe we got a lot did you want me to read some of them no 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 here's what we're going to do here's what i want to do i want to because what we're going to do we're going to answer these questions raw we don't have a uh preset usually there's a preset organized a, um, I guess you could say approach to like it. a from yeah okay but what we're going to because there's so many and there are different nuances to each one we're going to hit them all but first what I'd like to do uh-huh. is I'd like to set the tone for how we approach uh, dating with children I think it's very important that you understand how we're going to approach the topic and how we're going to approach the situation sometimes it doesn't feel good but we approach it so that it can be safe practical and good for not just you but for your child Does that yes make sense? so before we get to the questions you got some things to say absolutely now up front <clears throat> up front everybody knows our favorite dating rule does any uh, i tell you what here's what i have y'all do if you've been here before and you know our number one dating rule go ahead and put that out right now we'll give you some time to respond because we know that there is a small uh delay delay 
Okay. Hey, NP from NP Wilkerson from Ohio. You know, we didn't say hi to nobody. Today. That's all right. I know you wanted to jump right in, babe. You was excited. We do have I a lot was. of questions and a lot of content. So I, I will definitely charge it to your head and not your heart. I'm baby. so sorry. That's I'm all right. I'm so sorry. Thank you, baby. Touch me, baby. Touch That's me. all right. I'll, all right. I will so, later. <laughs> how many people know <laughs> our number one dating rule? Ms. Bevins got it correct. You are single until you're married. And okay. Shyla said it too, number one world. We're single until we're married. Shyla's always going to be down for that. Number one rule, you are single until you're married. Now, we don't say that in order to diminish the desire that you have for that other person. Right. And we don't devalue the love that you have for that other person. We're not saying that at all. But we mu we it must be understood that dating is a temporary place. It ends in one of two ways. It either ends in being married or it ends and um and a breakup okay so if it's a temporary circumstance for you then you have to go in with the mindset that it's a temporary circumstance for your child or children okay and that's very important for you to understand okay does that make sense it does okay so it does. now that i say that i want to ask anyone a question and i understand there is a delay how many people have had the opportunity to do the ch take your child to work day me Okay, I remember I did that a, a long, long time Man, ago. as a single mom, my kids was at the office with me until like <laughs> 9, 10 o'clock at night at times. Was that was that take your child to work day or just no? It was no. like I didn't have no daycare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take my child. Y'all going to sit here and eat these chicken nuggets until I get done. <laughs> right. Got you. Got you. Sorry. Anybody, just hands up, hands up, hands up. Anybody has an opportunity to do a take your child to work day. As you answer that question, have you ever had the opportunity or have you ever participated in an opportunity to in a take your child to work day at a temp job at a temporary job <laughs> no not okay. never you understand how you know we go yeah. through the temp agencies or whatever the case may be and whatever's going on with the company you're not a part of the company but they invite you to come along and then they say, hey, do you want to do the take your child to work day? Does that make sense? Right. But I wouldn't do it. Okay. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't do it. Some people do, though, because what happens is, is that they work at that particular company as a, as an entryway, as a door to get into that particular, <laughs> as a, as a way to right. find a, a permanent station at that place. Right. And so for those who have done it, one of the things that you realize, if you have done it, if you have brought a child to a take your child to work day at a temporary a circumstance or a temporary job mm -hmm. one of the things you did was made sure that your child was safe even if they said your child was safe right uh you didn't know the surroundings you didn't know the environment you didn't know the atmosphere you didn't even know how you made sure your child was safe you made sure they had access and contact with you you made sure your child knew how to act because you was trying to make this thing a permanent gig right what i'm saying is is that you have to continue you have to think like this when it comes to your temporary situation yes. when it comes to your temporary relationship. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Okay. Number two, rule number two, okay, just general guidelines. You have to understand that you dating with a child is the result of a broken relationship. Oh, yes. On some level, y'all might be on good terms, y'all might not be on good terms, but you got to understand that it's a result of a broken relationship. What does that mean? Well, if you're emotionally over that past relationship, you got to consider whether your child is emotionally over it or how your child is emotionally dealing with it. Right. 
more important to the point what we want tend to run into is those who think they're emotionally over it but they're really rebounding and they're um, self-medicating with the presence of somebody new Mm -hmm. and you have to begin to identify that and and be honest with yourself so you can be honest about how safe your child is in that kind of mindset and that kind of um, atmosphere okay Um, and so that's very important another situation uh, regarding if there has been a disconnected relationship. Right. Is anger. Anger between the parents and the child is in the middle. I'm going to tell you guys something that's going to be very important. Don't, if you're dating, don't project your anger with your child's other parent onto the child. What do I mean by that? By trying to get that child to turn coat or trying to get that child <laughs> to understand or try to get that child to understand how no good they mama or daddy is or whatever right. the case may be. Because here's what happened. You think you think it's about them respecting their other parent, but it's less about that and them more about respecting you and your relationship choices. Because once you open the door for that child to have an opinion and to have energy inside that past relationship it's only logical for them to begin to believe they have it in your current relationship and in future relationships. Yes. So what you're doing is you're inviting your child into a role that they have no business playing. In the grown folks' business. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me go ahead and hit you with number three, and then we'll get started with these questions because I don't want this to be too much longer. Number three, what does your social security number, your bank account slash routing number, your ATM card number, your beneficiary designation, if you have one, and your child have in common? I'm not going to give y'all time to answer that. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'll I'll wait. wait. (laughs) You silly. (laughs) What does your social security number, bank account and routing number, ATM card number, beneficiary designation, and child have in common? They are all things that you give to people that you trust intimately. They are all things that you allow, that you um, that you point out that, that 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 you allow someone who you trust and who is safe to you. That means to you, access. That means you have found them to be trustworthy. Absolutely. That means you have tested them. You have tried them. <laughs> Absolutely. The problem is, is that we get a lot of questions about well, when when do you let them meet your child? When do you let them meet your child? And the problem is is that. You can't let the value of your child be dictated by a clock. Absolutely. We're in an age of technology, yet, uh, and, and it's an age of the most intelligence that I've ever seen on this earth. However, we're so digitally encoded. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That we're, 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 we're willing to count down to a choice rather than making our choice count. Right. And so the point with that is, is that it's not about time. It's about value. Now, I know some of you. I'm not going to name no name. No, I'm just, I don't have any names. <laughs> but the idea is, is that sometimes we have entrusted bank account numbers and ATM numbers to people who don't belong. We've entrusted who money. Who don't deserve it. Who don't deserve it, right? But I know one thing that we all keep secret, even from our current spouses, <laughs> if you're married. And that's our phone, either fingerprint or lock code. And there are some um, some married couples who do that for good reason, and there are some separ- uh, some dating couples who do that for, for good reason. I'm not saying that that's bad, but what I'm saying is, is that's important because that has a value. There's a value 
on that confidentiality and that security. And the security, yes. And you should have the same value over your child. I'm not saying you've got to keep your child locked away until you hear a wedding bells ring, but what I am saying right. is use good common sense, good logic, and good understanding of how valuable that child is. Because that child is not more important, or that child is not least important in your happiness, okay? Don't chase happiness to the point where they disappear or where they become uh, victims of, of, of that other person that you're trying to get them to receive. Right, 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 right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. with, that being this, with that being how we lay out the ground, okay? It's a temporary situation. So we got ground rules, yes. We got ground rules. It's a temporary situation. Um, there's already, already brokenness that exists, and the child is incredibly child or children are incredibly important. So now we can go into some questions. Do you want to start here, or do you want to go into that? Let's go ahead and start yeah, here. Yeah, let's start there. Yeah, for okay. sure. So let's start with the DM questions. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Hello, hello, Martins. I am single. I am a single mom to an amazing six-year-old boy. His father and I were never married, and his father has never been involved in his life. The older my son becomes, the more he grows in awareness of his fatherlessness. My son has even expressed interest in me getting married so that he can have a dad. Of course, Aww. hearing this broke my heart. Yeah. I am open to dating again, but I have great concerns about introducing my son to any man. Most importantly, I want whomever I marry to be the God-ordained addition to our family. Do you all have any tips for parents of young children who are interested in entering the dating scene uh, for the purpose of marriage? Um, I Go ahead, babe. No, 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 you go first. Well, I believe you have your head on straight when regarding that you're entering the dating scene with the purpose of of entering in marriage. Yes. What you have to do though, don't attack don't look for date to be dating. And and when I say that, it's like interviewing. Interview for a position in your life, okay? I think that we and this is for your son too. Now, it's yes. very cute that he wants it's very cute and understandable that he wants a dad all of us do yeah we all grow up father or fatherlessness wanting to know who we are and wanting to connect to that male it's good that he has that intention because mentoring will be very important to him so make sure that he gets the opportunity to be mentored as he grows up um that's going to be important right mm-hmm don't rush marriage just because you're trying to fit a dad into his life because you want to make sure that this person is going to be safe for you both okay Yes. Go ahead. Are you? Or, or I just want to make sure you're done before yeah, yeah, I jump. Yeah. Um, no. And so, um, in dating, I think it's very important. And this is for anybody dating with children. We all have our set of things that we want in a mate. We all have those sets of desires and things that we want in in someone that we're going to be dating and ultimately that we're going to be marrying. I think it's important that we um, take into consideration the type of environment that our child needs to be into. Yes. The type of person that we want our child to be around as well. One question that I consistently um, used to ask myself and that I challenge women especially, and men, vice versa, to ask when you're dating someone, as you're going into this situation, is this the type of person that I would ultimately want my child to marry or what the type of person that I want them to become? 
Right. And so what kind of person do you want your child to become um, in that situation? Now that you have a boy, so that means you're going to be looking for a man. What type of man do you want your child to become? That's the kind of man that you're going to be looking for. Because in that, then you're not going to settle on the type of man that you allow in your life based on what you can deal with, based on what you can work with. You want to start looking for the type of person that you can either uh, trust your child with as a spouse um, as far as the type of person that you want them to grow up to want to marry. Absolutely. Or this is the type of person that you want them to grow up to be and do not settle. Right. Now, that should not be an easy answer. What do I want my child to become? Does this person meet that criteria? You need to have criteria already meted out. You need to make sure that you have written it all down. Yeah. Make sure that you have an identity to the person or to the man that you want into your child's life and women, woman as well. Because what happens is, is that we meet... So many of us meet the surface mm-hmm. and the surface criteria, which, right. which tickles our fancy, but we forget to look for what's deeper. Dating is a process of uh, disqualifying the unqualified. The first person might not get it. The second person might not get it. Heck, the whole line might not get it. It's not about trying to find someone that we feel good about and then sticking with them and hoping that it works. You're going to look at them. You're going to identify them. You're going to discern them and see if they're worthy of the task or worthy of your heart or worthy of your future. Make sense? Absolutely. All righty. Y'all go ahead and y'all can ask questions too. Um... Ready to go to this next one? I'm ready for the next Can one. Can you read or do you? Because usually you I, read these. I, uh, We're right you here. You want me to put my glasses on? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, babe. Okay. Second question. I'm dating someone. He has children and so do I. Wait, is that the one mm-hmm. I'm looking at? Um. So I'm dating someone. He has children and so do I. We've been dating for a few months. When do you suggest would be a good time to have quote unquote play dates with his children or how long should we wait until we introduce our children? Okay. I think we really, really kind of covered that. And the idea is that it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of value. Does that person, has that person reached the place where you feel like your children are safe? Do you know anything about his children? Are there any, have there ever been any conversations about his children? Are they, you know, you want to, I was going to say, are they bad? But the idea (laughs) is is that you want to make sure that your child is going to be safe in the presence of this man and his children is going to reflect his presence as well. So you also want to watch that as well. Makes sense? Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Here's some questions that came up on the post. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You want to read it or you want me to just go ahead and You read that one. Okay. I currently have been dating my boyfriend for two years Mm -hmm. and I still have not met his children, his and my choice. So they both made a choice not to do that. Right. His ex has dated multiple men since their divorce, which has brought out some bad behavior with the kids, with the kids. So stability has been brought up numerous times. My problem is I'm afraid if we go too long without meeting and we don't click, that will be the end of the relationship. Please help. So a couple (laughs) of things here, and I'm trying to, it is very difficult. Having been through so many things, one of the hardest things to do is not to to superimpose my experiences on somebody else based upon what I've been through, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to just give you some different things to look out for in this situation based on experience and just based on, let's just say, um, just some just antennas that kind of go up about this scenario. Yes, ma'am. Right. Um, First and foremost, it's been two years and you have not met his children. Both of your choices. And I a hundred percent agree that it should be both of your choices. 
Um, however, your question sounds like you're starting to now get a little bit um, um, concerned that so much time has passed, which means you kind of are open now to meeting children. It's been two years. I would say two years is a healthy amount of time to evaluate someone. Yes. So our first question is going to be, what has your conversation been about those where your relationship is going first? Right. Because one thing that I know about men who are dating is that if they desire um, something long term, if they desire a wife and someone after a while, especially if they have children, um, then these are the kind of things that definitely will come up. And it's not something that you have to skirt around. Right. Um, I also, though, believe that if you have a man that's not 100 percent necessarily serious about going the direction that you want to go. There's not to say that he's not serious about you, that he's not going the same direction or the pace that you're going, then it's possible that this has not come up because there's no need to meet children because we're not talking about marriage. Absolutely. Right? So that's number one. And I think you need to just, before you start um, getting frustrated or upset about why haven't I met your kids or how long we're gonna be, it's going to take before I meet your children, make sure you both have the same goals of your relationship in mind. The second thing I will say is um, when you say about going too long and what if we don't click and it'll be a problem, as far as blended families go, it's likely that you won't necessarily click right away anyway. Right. So that can't be a concern. I think, it, well, sorry, that can't be a concern and a reason for like, we just going to abandon everything because we don't click right away with the children. When you're talking about blending and merging a family, you have to anticipate that maybe it's not going to be peaches and roses right. um, with you as you guys merge to begin with. So I wouldn't make that a reason as to why you have to meet. I would make it a, in order for us to justify why we're going to introduce our kids and introduce each other, whatever. It has to be where is the relationship going and how do we feel about the, the, the standing of our relationship? Right. Absolutely. Now, here are some things that stand out to me because I want to make sure that we're clear here. The first thing is that their children's behavior, his child's children's behavior has cranked up a notch. OK, now we're blaming the, the, the mother um, and her uh, revolving door of men or dates, if you will. Uh huh. OK. But let me tell you something. Behavior is nurtured. I am not saying that the children cannot be um, cannot be affected by that. But I do understand that behavior is nurtured. So you want to see where that's coming from. When did it actually start and how can you deal with it? Because he's going to have to parent that. And if you're looking for a life with him, you're going to have to parent it, too. Absolutely. So don't utilize that as a as an excuse to create and uh, to, to, to not meet them. The second thing is is dealing with the fear. I'm afraid that if I don't meet them, mm -hmm. that I am going to not like or that something's going to happen and I have to get rid of the relationship. This is the one place that too many people get to where I get more afraid to lose the relationship. And so I'm so afraid to lose the relationship, I'm almost willing to stomach anything. Mm. that's very is you can't you you don't want that relationship to fall in that category you have to make you have to put yourself in a in a in a, in a mode of decision making right. sometimes these decisions have to be made because we say it all the time just because you guys make a great couple don't mean you're going to make a wonderful family right and so you're going once you meet them don't like the car said don't force it because of the fear but don't be afraid 
because that fear is going to dictate how you receive them, how you deal with them. And if you see anything that you don't like, you are going to bypass it. Yes. Does that make sense? We're still mm-hmm. in the first two years of this relationship. They're still very good into the um, honeymoon phase of the relationship. And scales doesn't start to fall off until about this time or a little bit later. Absolutely. So, you know, if you have any questions about him, if you have any questions about him and your children, then if you have any questions about him and his or you and his children, then this is the time to uh, begin to address those, but have those conversations first. Yes. Okay. Very important. Was that good? That was really good. Thank you. Okay. How do you handle, ah, this is a good one. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Hold on. Oh, we had a question that came in from the room. Um, okay. Come on, well. room. We'll, we'll answer the room. She has concerns because he never talks about his children, but when we pray together, I always include prayer for his children and the mother. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask Gidget a question and then we're going to yeah. go to the next question here. Gidget, how long have you guys been dating? That's my very first question. And then we'll go. I think I'll answer that from there. So, okay. Go ahead. Fantastic. Gidget, how, how long have you been dating? Okay. Now, how do you handle the other parent, the other parent bringing in someone who is the result of an affair? The children want no part of it. The other parent is trying to force it. So what we have is we have the parent on the outside this time, not the parent who's dating. We have the parent on the outside saying that we broke up because of an affair, right? Mm-hmm. Or divorce, whichever the case may be. And now how do you handle the other parent trying to allow, trying to force a relationship with their new significant other and the child? One of the things we cannot do is control someone else. One of the things we cannot do is control what someone else does. And because there's a lot of contention, I already see it in the tone of the question is that that we uh, we know why that they together. They had an affair and it, it affected you. And obviously it could affect the children. I don't know. The one of the big questions are what was one of the questions that you asked earlier? We were talking um, whether the children were being coached into not having it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. How deep into the to your relationship are the children? Because if they're used as pawns in between you two, there's going to be a problem. That's not the right way to handle that. The children need to step. Your relationship is different. Your relationship with the ex is different than from the children and the ex. And so your the way you feel about them should not be projected upon them. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Um, we can't control them. However, we can we can set parameters where we feel like our children are safe. I didn't get any sense of unsafe. I just got sense of disappointment. Okay. Um, no, the other parent shouldn't be trying to force a relationship. And that's going to cause some issues. That's going to cause some contention in the home. That's going to cause some problems. Okay. I don't know how they're going to work out those problems. But what you can do is if you feel that they're, they are unsafe, then some legal stipulations could be put in and, and, and can, can be created in order to create like a visitations and things of that nature in order that you can create some monitoring around that. But I'm not getting the sense of unsafe here. 
Yeah, um, I think and I think you're exactly right. Number one, I would definitely want to know how old the children are, because once children get past a certain age as well, um, they do have a choice on whether or not they want to be involved in that situation. Absolutely. They do have a choice on whether or not they want to go over there. Um, and even at any age, if they're uncomfortable, then you have to navigate that carefully. Um, and then I would also say, I think and you you I mean, honestly, you you, you said it perfectly. Um making sure that the kid just um, doesn't want to be involved because they're hearing that that person, that other woman, that other man is the reason that we're not a family. If they're constantly hearing those messages, is that the reason why? Right. Okay. Um, and then because that's not healthy, even if that is the case, by continuing to push those messages to that child is just not healthy anyway. Um, but then I would also say, on the other side of it, where the parent who had the affair is now having this relationship, in in a very real sense, that parent is trying to sweep the affair under the rug and trying to force this family now because it's their only recourse. Right. Right. If you're going to stay with the person that you had an affair with and try to force it, you're trying to now make everybody forget that this is the result of an affair. Right. And shove it down everyone's throats. And to be honest with you, um, the, the parent who was kind of left and, and now that person with the affair is kind of bringing the kids along. You need counseling separately by yourself to deal with that. Cause that hurts. Right. You have this person who you feel like stole your family is now trying to create a new family with the, the family that you built. Right. You need counseling by yourself. The, um, and then I think the kids, you can't f- shove this down the kid's throat without taking into consideration how they feel. So I feel like they need counseling too as a part of this as well, in order to make sure that they are properly escorted into this situation if they want to be, but they cannot be forced. And unfortunately an affair, these can be the consequences where your children do not want any part of it. Absolutely. I totally 100% agree. You're right. Re- oh, let's go back to Gidget. We're going to go back to Gidget. She said, so it's been two years. She said, but their high school sweethearts, um, uh, they separated, both been married and divorced and now reconnected, but we both have other children. Can I start? Go ahead. Get started. So if I'm reading this correctly, um, you were high school sweethearts. You broke up. You went your separate ways. You married other people. And once those other marriages was over, what do we always do? Class. We always go back to what was familiar, what we feel like we left, what we feel like what was lost in that marriage that we now get out of. Yes. We go back to what is familiar after that marriage that we got out of, because in our minds, everything is pretty and wonderful and sunshine and rainbows. We need to answer the question. What if we need to, what if things were never bad over here? It wasn't perfect, but oh, my God, it would be so romantic if we ended up together. High school sweethearts. Because, again, we feel like we lost out on that, um, whether it's subconsciously or not. Everyone, I can, I can guarantee you. Have you ever had a situation where you went back to somebody from your past because it was familiar and it felt good? Of course. OK, so we all have had that situation. The problem is, especially after a divorce, because we're chasing nostalgia, these can end up being rebound relationships they can be they can be i'm not saying yours is but i am saying if you are smart you do take your time before bringing up children and mentioning children and bringing your kids into this right 
um, when it's first started out, it's typically starts out really hot and heavy because you are chasing the nostalgia. Right. Um, but I would say if it's been two years and he's not bringing up his children um, to you and with you, I go back to the last time that I answered this the same way. You need to make sure that you are both still going in the same direction and on the same page about the direction of the relationship. Yes. Um, and then honestly, bringing up the mother could be, depending on why that relationship broke up, bringing up the children's mother could be a little bit forceful. Right. And it could be a little bit um, presumptuous. Um, showing, showing my okay with your past so that you can be okay with mine or it's showing good, that we're okay that we fit. Yeah, I mean, and it's a good gesture, but... Um, it's a great gesture. I think it's a great gesture, but I think for someone who maybe is still rebounding for, or emotionally maybe partially getting over that last situation, it may sting hearing that you're praying for somebody. You know what I mean? Right. I And... It might feel, it might feel forced to him. There's three reasons that I can think of that a man would 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 withhold something that you're trying to demonstrate that you like or that you expect from him, uh, especially when it comes to spiritual things. The first reason is that he's just private spiritually. Um, you have, If that's the case, then you have to taper your expectations and understand that this may not be something that he's comfortable with praying with right now in front of you. Perhaps he does it later or perhaps he doesn't do it at all. I don't know, but you want to make sure that you identify, you know, whether he's comfortable with that or, you you know, it could be his comfort level. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, with that being said, uh, I saw that too. Okay. With, with that being said, um, when it comes to your expectations, make sure, like Takara said, make sure that you are discerning through your expectations rather through that comfort. Yes. Okay. The second reason a man will withhold uh, in that particular atmosphere is because he's making a choice. He's literally saying, regardless of what you do, I am keeping them at bay. I am not mentioning this because I don't want to lead you to believe that this is okay with me. He's it, that that creates room for him to back out. So he doesn't he doesn't understand that he's allowing you to pull in and pull forward and try to lead him along the path, but he doesn't understand that you're pulling further in trying to trying to gather him. Uh, all he's saying is, you know what? I'm not going to mention that because I'm not sure about that. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and I just say this to ladies in general who are in these situations where it's like, okay, I'm dating someone and they have not brought up their kids or they, we have not been introduced to our kids. Um, don't be afraid. If you're in this situation and you are comfortable now moving forward in that relationship and they're not, if it's making you uncomfortable that it, that and you start to feel like they're keeping the kids away because they're not being serious about you, you need to evaluate that too. You right. need to be honest with yourself. Um, a lot of times kids can be used as a very easy excuse as to why the relationship isn't moving forward or why they're not allowing you in their lives. And sometimes it's your gut, is a lot of times right if you feel like they are keeping all of their private things about them at bay, if they're keeping the things that connect them and and make them vulnerable at base because they're just not opening it up to you. Right. Now, the third reason that I was going to give you is that if he's ready, if he's there, but he feels pressured, 
what we do when we're dating and we want to go forward, we want to move forward, we mm. begin to pressure ideas and thoughts and processes. We begin to pressure what we want it to look like. Yes. And uh, women, unfortunately, are are good at this in the sense that they're, they begin to say, okay, this is what I want to do. And they use intimate times and opportune times in order to pressure a statement about what they want in this particular relationship. And if he feels pressured, whether he likes you or not, whether he wants to move forward or not, what he is going to do is he's going to push back. So if you have someone who she, they will she stonewall said, you for the sake of it. Right. She said he's very private and that could be very much the case. And if he's very private and he feels pressured, he is going to push back. Now, here's what that might say, though. That might say to you, just from a relationship standpoint, that you want to be careful about pressing your ideas and um, expectations up on him and allowing him to be him and giving him an opportunity to come out with his version of what he sees that's going on. Yes. That that can help you guys kind of in later on situations. Again, we don't know what he's gone through. We don't know what you're going through. We know that you're full steam ahead and we know that he's part steam ahead. He might be in gear five and you're in gear six. The thing is, is that you want to make sure that you that you watch, take account for where he is. Don't just try to push him to where you want him to be. Does mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, to go uh, the poll question. Yeah, go that because the other one I feel like we've already answered. This one right here. Yeah. Okay. Poll question. That's not P O L E. That's P O L L. How do you keep your parent slash child? <laughs> time and also allow the new parent partner to get to know your child how do you keep your parent and child time and also allow the new partner to get to know your child um you you ready or you want me to no if you want to start if you got something right away you go you go for (laughs) it here's the thing what you're trying to do is you're trying to obtain you're trying to maintain that time with your child right we have our parent-child time. What you have to understand is that is already designated and set up. That's the stability in your home. That child requires that time because you set that up as a norm. Yeah. You require that time because you set that up as a norm. Right. So what you don't want to do is cut that time so that you can set up another norm. Not immediately. You want to be, first of all, you be careful and make sure that that child is going to be safe spending time with that other, with that new person. Number two is that person, that child never spends time with that new person alone. Sometimes you invite them into the parent child time. Sometimes you don't, you watch the child's interaction. You see if the child is uncomfortable with that. If the child is uncomfortable with that, you pull back. You have to integrate. I don't know how, how, how old the child is, but it depends Mm -hmm. On how old the child is, because, you know, when you have that parent-child time, usually uh, they're in grade school. But you want to make sure that you're monitoring the child's comfort level as you introduce something new. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's like introducing a new thing. It's like them learning, because people have to be learned, and people have to learn. Because here's the other end of that. I'm uh-huh. sorry. No, I'm ahead. sorry. Here's the other end of that. The other end of that is that you have an established time with your child and you're trying to split that time with that person to try to give them time with yes, your child. Yes. And you're also going to try to split that time with that person in order to have time with them as well. When you do that, you're setting up, you're setting yourself up to, for failure because they are going to require that time. When you go back to your norm, they're going to feel 
put off. They're going to feel devalued. They're going to feel pushed away because now you're going back to what you're used to doing with your child. And then your child is going to feel pushed away when you feel pulled the other way. So you have to be careful with that. This is a very, very, very sticky situation. Be very careful. In that introduction, I apologize that all that was all up in. You should have you should have let me go. First. No, no, no. It was good because I think that's exactly <laughs> infiltrating their already designated time with you. If you already have that set, I think it's a bad idea. Um, you treat it as a bonus situation. And I think it's a public place. And then it's a place where that person meets you there and they get introduced. It's not a, hey, come over to the house and we're going to have a movie night. It's right, not, right, hey, right. let's, yeah, let's yeah. come over to the it's house and let's have short. pizza. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's great if it's a public place and the child is not caught off guard by you infiltrating their home, their space, and their time. Um, and it's That's just, good. It's, it's, I like that. Yeah, it, it's something that you do very strategically um, because you never, I mean, and you said it purposely, you never want that child to feel devalued or that that person is coming in to take their place. It should always be a gradual thing started off publicly. That's why it's very important. You have to, one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest issues when it comes to, okay, I know we're dating blended, but when it comes to moving into blended families is that the children lose time and place. And because we're trying to be lovey-dovey, we're trying to hook up, we're trying to do all these things that adults do. And, you know, sometimes the children, you know, they're t- time out for you. It's, you know, now I got somebody. I'm time to get it in. And we forget that they had a norm with you. They had some time with you. They had a space with you. You want to be careful. And if you haven't, and if you haven't designated, uh, created this space create just a little space for your child so that they make sure so that you can be sure that they don't feel devalued okay mm-hmm. they can have conversations like that with you does that make sense absolutely okay uh see if there's any other questions here on the on the chat and i'm going to go to the next one mm-hmm. another poll question how slash when should the ex be involved and what should that conversation look like how slash when the ex should the ex be involved and what should that conversation look like? We have another one that's sort of like that. Like I'm on good. Uh, uh, if you're on good terms with your ex, should they meet your new significant other before they meet the kids? Okay. You want to hit that? Yes. Um, I, I think the other, this, the ex should be involved when y'all about to get married. <laughs> Or when no, when it gets to a point where it's serious, the ex should be involved around the time where the, the kids are involved, um, where you decide that you're going to introduce the kids. I do not think the ex should have a say in that partner prior to. I do not think the ex should have the opportunity to say yay or nay, you can't bring that child around my kids type of thing. Um, I think prayerfully that you're exercising good judgment when you want to start bringing the kids around, especially if you are on good terms, I think it's a good idea that when you do the drop off the pickup thing or something like that, you create an opportunity for, for them to meet. If, if that's important to you, um, if it's a toxic situation where you know somebody is going to have something to say and you have anxiety about that, then I'd say take that up with a little bit more caution. It's kind of none of their business to begin with. Okay. Introducing them while you're dating is a courtesy. Right. 
So here's the thing. There's different reasons why we would want the ex to be involved. Sometimes we are on good terms and we just want to respect the other person's uh, respect the other person. And I get it. I get it. But you're not obligated. You have to understand if you're going to be moving on, then you need to move on. and You don't need permission. That's number one. Sometimes we want that. We want the ex involved because we want to be involved with what they do. So mm-hmm. if we give them the courtesy, then hopefully they'll give us the courtesy. And if they don't, we'll chew them out. That's something that you don't want to do. If you're going to be manipulative about it, don't do it. The biggest issue, the biggest idea, or uh, another reason why we want the ex to be involved is because we know they're going to throw a hissy fit anyway. So we want to see how that turns out, okay? Here's the biggest point that I can make about any exes whatsoever. You are an individual. You are no longer obligated to them. As a full-fledged parent, you have been uh, you have been strapped with the responsibility to be accountable for that child's safety. You are accountable for that child's well-being and health and welfare. With that being the case, you are sufficient. Okay, that has to be very important to you. You are sufficient. That means you need no one else's uh, conversation or um, permission to move forward with the relationship. As a man. I believe that if if I'm dating someone or with like with Takar when I was dating or before we got married or at the first opportunity, uh, a man gets out and a man shakes the hand of the children's father that he's about to co-parent. Absolutely. Okay. I think a man makes it a point to do that when that so when a child when the father comes to pick them up, go out there say hey. It doesn't have to be contentious. It doesn't have to be evil. It doesn't have to be the stare down. It's like okay, we're in a co-parent. It's a form of respect, right? It's a co-co-parent situation, and it is a form of respect. You respect that man, but you step out and do that. You don't make him do that. If this uh, this being a young lady who's asking the question, you don't make him do that. But you want to make sure that you understand that you owe no one anything. I and I mean absolute. I mean that from the bottom of my toes. You owe nobody nothing. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Really quickly on that too, though. Um, I think it's it's important as well that if that relationship is tumultuous, if you already anticipate that there is going to be drama and issues, that you try to mitigate that up front before you bring another person into that to begin with. As much as you possibly yes. can. You cannot control what that person is going to do and how they're going to behave. But if you know their character, you know what they're likely to do, you know that there's likely to have issues, I think you try to circumvent that up front. You try to handle that relationship up front. You try to get some sort of control and set some boundaries up front before you invite another party into that. The second thing is, I think you owe it to your new significant other to let them know that, hey, listen, this is what we're dealing with over here. I don't anticipate problems because I've now created some boundaries. However, this is what's going on in the past. I just kind of want us to be, you know, aware just in case. Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, let me go ahead and roll. I want to roll through some of these questions. Yes. Chanel Watson said, my last relationship lasted for three years. Um, almost uh, three years almost and our kids loved each other and when we broke up the kids had a hard time not seeing each other and now I just don't want to date anyone with children younger than mine am I wrong 
Um, basically, if, if I get this correctly, you want to date children who can part or date someone with children that can partner with your children. I don't think you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a stipulation yeah. or, or, or an idea of what you want for your life. What you have to I, what you have to understand, though, is that now your demographic has shortened because <laughs> there may not be as many, depending on where you are, as many people who meet all your criteria and that as well. So you have to understand that there is, you know, there there's some there's some things that's going on. You're not going. There is no right or wrong when it comes to what you want. Just make sure you understand what the um, what the chances are that that will come to pass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to roll through these. How do I co-parent with a narcissist ex-husband? What we'll do is we'll we'll have another day for us to deal with that directly. Yeah. That. Um, I mean, we do have a podcast episode on it. Um, it's, yes. It's been a minute. I think it was like October 2017. Right. Um, co-parenting with the narcissist that's in our podcast. Um, I'll try to find that link for you and send it okay. um, um, here so that way you can have that. But yeah, maybe we'll revisit it. Yeah, we'll revisit it. Someone else asked, can you talk about narcissists in marriage? Uh, we could. Uh, not today, though. Not but we today. Will. And we also have. having children with you, with them, how are kids affected with them? I wish you were in our training are uh, surviving the narcissist training or surviving toxic people as, as it ended up becoming. Uh, I wish it was in that training. Um, but we, we will revisit that. Um, so we will do that. Just, just hold tight, hold tight. And that'd be, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that inside of, um, yeah, we might call it a cover. Uh, let me make sure the reason why I wanted to do that. I wanted to scroll past those. So, but not, uh, allow them to understand that they were acknowledged and, and, you know, that we saw them. Absolutely. I didn't want to just, um, I didn't want to just, uh, 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 ignore them. Uh, let's see here. What if he just got visitation and he automatically took the child toddler to meet their new partner? Despite that, he hasn't even been in the child's life. Here's the pro here. Here's okay. And I get that Leo love. Um, additional with that for a toddler, is it too early to introduce the new partner? Will it cause confusion to the child? To be honest, no. Um, a child, children are very bright. Children They're are resilient. smart. They're resilient. They're much more resilient than us. And the pain that you feel with that is the pain of your experience within that. Um, the child won't be confused. The child won't think you're not their mother. Um, and unfortunately, we can't control that other person. I understand that. I understand the... I understand the uh, anxiety behind that, but it is it's like it's flipped the other way around. Just like we are as parents, 110% responsible for the safety and well-being of that child. Um, at least as long as the court says during his visitation that he, um, he's responsible as well. And you have to let that go. When you create, create contention in that atmosphere, that contention will affect the child. Yes. Your um, any kind of negativity, and I'm not saying you can't you can't look at it and discern and see that there's stuff wrong. What I'm saying is is that you have to be careful about sharing your emotional uh, hurt uh, with the child or in the midst, with a toddler in the midst of the child. They won't understand, but they do see your pain. They do understand that. Yeah, and I, I think we have to be very careful um, with situations like this, especially if he has not been involved, but now he's involved. So um, you went from, 
I would imagine how many of us deal with uh, with this. We went from um, fighting for them to be involved, fighting for them to have a place in our child's life, fighting for them to do right by our child, fighting for them to be there, to now they have visitations, now they're there. Part of us fighting though was also fighting them because they hurt us too. Let's, I mean, let's, part of it, it let's, let's be honest with ourselves, part of them, part of us fighting them was our own individual hurt. Now that now that it's transitioned to all of a sudden, okay, now they have visitations, now they're there, and then now they have someone else. Would you say that sometimes part of that fighting was fighting for them to be the father, but also be the mate? Be, yeah, absolutely. Because all of us, majority of us, when we end up pregnant and we end up having a child with someone, nobody imagines that we're now going to have to do it by ourselves. Nobody imagines that they're not going to be there. Nobody imagines that they're not going to fulfill the promises that they kept to us. And so all of that fighting gets lumped into the child, but it's also part of our emotional um, withdrawal as well that we're dealing with from that situation. And so... Um, now that they have a new mate, your world has been rocked several times now. They left, they went MIA, um, you had to fight for that. Now they're back. And then now they're back. Not only is your dream shattered of y'all ever being a family again, but also they now have introduced another person into that. And now it's like subconsciously, we don't want it to confuse the child, but honestly, it's kind of confusing our hearts too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we just, we just have to be real with ourselves when we're fighting different battles in these situations that we're not dragging kids into unnecessary things that are really our issues and shouldn't be put on them. Right. What I see the most, I think is moms hurting for the child, but they feel a pain through their expectation of what that man should have been. And while the child does sting a little bit, the child doesn't hurt because they don't have that experience with the ex. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So we have to we have to begin to compartmentalize our experience and our emotions and our hate and our anger and our vindication from what the child actually really truly feels. Mm -hmm. How to be okay not being top priority when you don't have any children. So when you're dating someone that has children, how do you be okay? How are you to be okay not being the top priority? Um, because I don't have children, but he does. So this is something that you speak to, um, yeah. from the other end yeah. of understanding and, 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 and talk about why you talk about your position from the other end. And then I'll, I'll, um, answer that. Yeah. So when I was dating, I refused to date men who didn't have kids for this very reason. Um, because I didn't want them to um, try to guilt me into spending more time with them. It would be subconscious, like it wouldn't be on purpose, but they wouldn't understand what it meant to have to get a babysitter. They wouldn't understand what it meant that, okay, it's my weekend or that I don't have the opportunity to just push my kids off or that, no, you can't come over just because they sleep. Like there are certain things that someone who was not a father could not really understand about my world. And I didn't want to spend the time, the extra time fighting to get them to understand what was going on in my world. So I just refused to have that. I also didn't want to deal with somebody who didn't understand how to share, who didn't understand what it meant that sometimes my kids are going to be put first, not because you are not important to me, but because they are still very impressionable and being molded. But these kind of things I always had to pay attention to because I also then wanted to see how you were with your kids as well. There's a whole philosophy around how I dated with children, but it was specifically with 
I never dated someone without kids for this reason. Absolutely. And that makes sense. So to answer your question from the inside, looking at that, the whole idea is, well, first of all, sometimes priority, sometimes that place, especially, uh, well, I shouldn't say especially for men and women, sometimes that priority and place with that tug of war of I need attention, sometimes it comes from our love language, from what we need, from we need that 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 we need that love we need that quality time we need that attention sometimes it comes from in that child represents the other one because sometimes that parent who prioritizes that child also prioritizes the voice of the other parent yes so there are there are some things that's going there i don't know what the situation is with you but what you have to do is number one if you're dating, look at this situation not as how do I make or how do I deal with this. It's do I will actually want this. When you're dating, you actually have a choice. Yes. You are not obligated to keep things moving, moving because some things feel good or some things look good or we're all good except for this area over here. Because this area over here, if it continues forward, will destroy everything that you said was all good. So with that, being, with that in mind, first de- decide whether that's something you really want to deal with number two is if you definitely want to stay in there decide whether you want children Mm -hmm. okay because here's the thing you're going to if you do want children eventually you're going to be you're not only going to be asking him for the attention for yourself but you're going to be asking him for attention for your child together right okay and you're going to be offended with that this is going to be that abraham sarah and uh the egyptian ish yeah, 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 yeah. Ishmael's father or mother mm-hmm. There's going to be that situation. And you're going to feel slighted every time those other children get a little bit more of his time. So begin to deal with start dealing with that. If you don't want children, you're going to have to deal with that because they're there and you can't get rid of them. So there are a lot of situations. There's a lot of places in this where you have to make a definite decision about what you want. Now, let's just say, hey, you're ready. You want to stay in. You want to connect with this guy. You want to do whatever you need to do learn how to be a mother Mm. learn the understanding of prioritizing the nurturing of children become part of that um see if he'll allow you to be part of that sometimes they don't let you be a part of that and i get that and yeah so if they shield if they shield their children from you that's a statement that says this is all mine you don't have nothing to do with this and that's not something you want to be in a long-term relationship with because it gets only worse when you're married so you want to become you want to begin to learn to become a mother and mothering them and learn how to nurture and begin to just kind of you don't want to interject or or intertwine yourselves in their lives without their and his permission. But you also want to have those conversations with them. Where are we going? What are we doing? What role do you see me playing in their lives and how can I be better? Right. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So those, that's how I would answer that. I would say let's do one more um, because I know a similar one was asked earlier, but I want to just really hit these types of questions. Somebody said, how do you decide if they're the person for you without getting your young kids involved? And I know somebody earlier had asked about um, the type of conversations you should be having um, with someone before you're getting your children involved. Right. Um, Do you remember that? Was that there? Uh, I, I I probably remember it, but you know you could always read it again or tell me. Okay, too. well well somebody had earlier asked too, like what kind of conversations should we be having about our kids before we let our kids meet or, or things like that? And I'd say number one, how to decide if they're the person for you without getting your young kids involved? Have standards and make sure that they're meeting those standards. Don't get them involved. Yeah. If you don't know they're for you, then why should your child be involved in the first place? 
That goes back to the social security number. If you don't know that you can trust them for your life, why would you give them the social security number, your ATM, your routing number? Why would you make them a beneficiary on your life insurance if you don't know they're going to be around? First establish that. Then you can begin making decisions about your children. Other than that, then your children is not doesn't belong there. I'm sorry. I just ran Absolutely. right over. Absolutely. Like, you just like bogarted my question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, um, but what I will say, if you're dating with children and you're trying to make sure that, because I think it's more than just when should we meet the kids? When is it a good time to meet the kids? It's also, do we have the same parenting philosophies? Mm. Do we have things in common about the things that what we talk, teach our kids. Do we know about what we teach our kids about, you know, religion, about faith, um, about discipline, about, you know, talking back, respecting elders, very simple, basic things that you don't talk about, but then you meet their kids and you find out they some little monsters. Like, like, have you, I always, always, always made it a point to want to talk to a man on the phone while his kids were around. Not because I wanted him to let me talk to the kids and be all cute. I wanted to see how he spoke to his children in front of somebody else. I wanted to hear the kind of conversations. I wanted to hear if they paid attention to their children. I wanted to hear the kind of, were you cussing at your kids and running around in the background? Or were you, know, hold on one second. Hey, I'm going to do this. Or hey, I'm going to go cook dinner. Like these are certain things that I heard Kenyon talk about before we met kids that I knew I could trust him because I could hear his sensibilities with his own children in advance. If you're not having these kind of conversations before you're talking about meeting your kids, it's no wonder that you meet them and these kids run all over you and your relationship. Absolutely. That's all. Absolutely. Discernment. 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 I know we're waiting for, we want God to, to, to help us out we're not going to get in that conversation. Discernment. Discernment. Absolutely. Make smart decisions. Okay? Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties Podcast. Recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. Do you have a question that you want us to answer? Well, just drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit AskTheMartins.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so that you won't miss your questions being answered or any future dope topics. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.